Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we have a new series that we are going to be doing. We're going to be watching Downton Abbey episode by episode. And talking about it. Yeah. So since we finished Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, this was something that we've been wanting to do for a long time. And... Yeah, so we have the very first episode for you, the pilot. Yep, and we'll kind of do a similar thing where, you know, we kind of like just talk through the episode and we'll have time codes of stuff that we thought was important or interesting or funny or whatever. And uh, it'll be like a similar, similar layout, but with a much different show. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, kind of, but it's still within the edwardian era um of like the 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 19 teens and in fact the very first episode takes place on uh april like 15th uh to like 1912 because that's the sinking of the titanic yeah yeah so yeah Yes, let's, uh, let's get right into it. So, um, I have seen Downton Abbey before, but not the whole thing. I I stopped after a couple seasons. Um, I'll definitely tell you when we get to that point, but... Mm, Okay. But starting, I definitely remember things about this show. So a a lot of stuff I'm going to be, like, thinking about, and I don't want to tell you what happens to the character or something, obviously. But um, I did go up only to a certain point, so. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and I think I watched the the very first episode, like, years ago, and just the first one, and it, I I must have not been interested because I did not continue. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I tried again just, like, last year, I think, and that's when you said, no, we'll do it for the podcast, so don't watch it. (laughs) Oh my god, yeah. Um, and these are all on on Amazon, so Amazon has like a nice way of telling you exactly who the actor is. Um, if you pause it, it also gives you trivia. It gives you all sorts of stuff. Oh yeah, that's always handy. Yeah, so first episode, man, I mean, what a pilot. Yeah, I mean, it's it really gives you a lot and and i'm i'm hoping this kind of sets the tone for what the show will kind of be about cuz we get a lot of viewpoints we get a lot of people stories um it's a lot it was a lot to take in for the first for the first two episodes cuz they're just you're kind of just dropped right in the middle of these people's lives they're like coming back from what vacation or just like a season away yeah. and then they're just coming back um oh wait no 
or does this just start and they're, they're just already living in the house they're just, they're just living there it's just like a daily yeah. lifestyle for them right yeah this is their home of the crawley family and all the people who live there all the upstairs downstairs situation yeah, all the footmen and the maids and the valet and the valets and the yeah and the chefs and the everything. And it the starts whole, off the whole smorgasbord with John Bates coming in, Mr. Bates, as we will know him from. And uh, Emily, do you, did you recognize this guy from something else that we watched? Um, I definitely recognize this guy. Uh, I don't remember what. What from? It was probably another BBC show or something. Oh my god, I'm so sad that you didn't realize who he was from. His his face his face looks familiar. Emily, he is in North and South. As what? As who? As as the Mr. Higgins. As Mr. Higgins? Yes, in North and South he He's the one who's like the part of the poor family that that oh. she goes to help out with, remember? Yeah. Yeah, and he like starts he like joins the the like the uh strike, the like, you know, workers union. Yeah. Remember? Yeah, the cotton factory strike or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, That's okay. Him. Yeah. Wow, so. I was not gonna remember. <laughs> I was not gonna remember that. That's like the only thing that I, I know him other from, you know. Yeah, I think I'd seen another with with the with the blonde girl, the head, the head maid or something, yes. the head housemaid yes. or something. What else do you She's, know her from? Do you remember what she, she was in? I mean, I'm gonna cheat and look it up. Oh, but, uh, I can tell you that there's something that we watched with her in it. Um, oh, also, I I can't look at this. It's tell it's telling me things about the show. Oh, okay. I'm gonna tell you. Don't don't okay, look okay. at don't look at it. She is okay. from. She was from that. She was in the third season of that. Um. Uh, Robin Hood show that we liked. When we were in high school, remember that? Remember that Robin Hood show that we watched? Yeah. Where we used to like. Uh, after Marion died. Remember when she died? They had to replace her with a girl, and they put this blonde girl in instead. The head house—that's that's who that is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, there is a wow. lot of very familiar faces in this show, especially in the first episode. Oh yes, lots of lots of them, um, and uh, and I, I mean, I've kind of heard of stuff that happens in the show. Like I think I know who Mary marries. Um, I do know that someone dies. I don't know who it is, but um, <laughs> well, well, you're gonna find out. <laughs> Gotta get but there. Yeah, I, I just heard like bits and pieces about this show, so I like it's it's we're gonna be putting stuff together for me. Yeah. So it says it's April 1912. I mean, obviously we get this this beautiful shot of Downton Abbey right at the very very beginning. Um, I honestly think we're going to get extremely tired of this theme, this Downton Abbey theme. What do you think? Um, I mean, maybe. It's just, it's pretty short, and it's just like a pretty tune. I don't know. I mean, possibly. It just plays at, like, every emotional moment of the show, and I know it, That's gonna, true. I that's true. I heard it. it a lot during the first two episodes. <laughs> like, just any transition... 
any like just any time they like slow it down if it's like an intense scene they yep, speed it yep, up exactly, it's like exactly it's it's like fucking like darth vader's theme like yeah. they just use it and they slow it down or speed it up like it's just it's it's just reused yeah and uh one of the very first speaking lines we get is from rose leslie who is also one of the servants uh, the the ladies maids um who plays Egret in um, Game of Thrones? Who's currently married to Kit Harrington? Yes, indeed. So yes, indeed, she is. I do remember that she was in this show, and it's pretty great to see her in this show. I mean, season one. Uh, when did this season come out? What what year was this season? Um, let me say I had the I I have the IMDb page open. I just won't. I try not to look at anything because like because because people because people's like character names have changed and now I know something. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and now I, I think know. I know what you're talking about. Because now like, I know something. Oh, oh well, you know it's kind of hard because this is a very like iconic TV show. I mean, what what middle aged woman didn't watch all of Downton Abbey? Can you tell me? Um, I don't know. I have I have yet to meet a middle-aged <laughs> woman who has not seen Downton Abbey. <laughs> so, so I can't tell you. Yeah. Um, I think the first season came out in 2011. Okay, that makes sense. So, you know, quite a while ago, obviously, this show's... It's in the zeitgeist. Like, people know about this show. Like, it definitely has a very cultural touchstone feel to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, and it's, I, I feel like it's something that the masses would really like. It's like a period show, but it's not like, you know, a, a boring period show. It has a lot of drama and, and, um, sass and like, you know, like soap opera-y kind of. Um, it's so soap opera-y, as you can see from even just the first episode. Which, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little nervous for, like, too much soap opera-iness. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little worried. Because, honestly, I mean, I think we're just going to keep talking about what happens in this episode. A lot of stuff happens in this episode. Like, it is overwhelming how much, how much ground gets covered in, in just an hour of this show. Well, yeah, and don't they span just a couple of months already in the first episode? Because, you know, mm-hmm. we talk about the, um, so, of course, the Titanic sinks, and yeah. the family hears about it, and two people that they knew were on it and died. Yep, the heirs the to the uh, entire household died. Yes. Um, so Mary's fiancé and, and then someone His father. His, yeah. Yes, his yeah. father. So it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. And I forgot where I was going with this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's just talk about this very first shot. um, Because we're kind of like going through this whole thing. It's a beautiful shot of like going from the downstairs to the upstairs and showing us the whole like ground of this house. The like, we're following Daisy, um, the very small little like made lady who's like yeah who, trying who to... like isn't allowed to be seen upstairs at all like yeah. n- like no one can know she exists <laughs> yeah and she's going from room to room lighting the fires um 
just like trying to, to do her morning duties. I mean, it's like an extremely frantic morning scene, but it's also like one shot. Like we get we get to see like this camera tracking through this whole entire space following the various different people. It's a brilliant idea for the very first shot, like major shot of the show, you know? Um, yeah, it really, it, because like this house looks so big from the outside and like, and it always could seem really small from just shooting scenes inside. But I think these like trailing shots and showing all the rooms that they go into and all the stairs really helps you, helps you see how grand of a house this is. Yeah, and we went into a very grand house, a Chatsworth house, so you kind of have, like, a situation just like that, with the, like, the very gilded rooms. Um, mm-hmm, exactly. And, and you you and I have been through that, and, like, we know what it feels like to be in these kind of rooms, too. Yeah, like, with just ending up in a new room and not really remembering how you got there. Exactly, yeah. Type of situation. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's crazy because there's just, like, so many, so many rooms. And, like, each room has, like, a fireplace in it, and it it's, you know, the way that they built these houses, these really old houses, was so that, like, the rooms weren't super big because then the heat would escape. So they have, like, a lot of, like, small-ish rooms that all have fireplaces so that they all could be heated up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we have, like, this system of these, like, bells and things being pulled... So that people know when the the people are awake and stuff. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah, and I also like that you know the first couple people, the first people you see is really the the maids and the footmen because they're really what runs this household, and oh, they're yeah. they're the ones that keep it going, and they're the ones that are up before everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, kind of seeing them do their little hustle bustle is uh, is pretty nice because I mean, you know that the whole well, I mean, I guess not. I guess the series is really about all of them, mm-hmm. but you'd think that it would just be about the household and the family, but it really is about all of them. Yeah, it's a very, like, comprehensive, like, and and also how they blend together and how they intermingle, and you'll see that as the show goes on. Um, but just in the very beginning, we get introduced, the first, like, higher class person we get introduced to is Michelle Dockery's character, Lady Mary, Mary Crawley, She's like just waking up so pleasantly because earlier we have the mate, the ladies' mates, um, uh, Anna and Gwen. They're getting woken up like rudely at six a.m. Like get up, get up, get up, and then like Lady Mary gets to wake up uh, and naturally and softly, and it doesn't even hear all the crap that's going on downstairs. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she just looks like oh, I just woke up, you know, and obviously Lady Mary is like posed as the per- as like the the snotty like doesn't understand anything about her social class like is very um stuck up kind of like in the beginning you know yeah exactly i was getting i was getting a lot of those a lot of those vibes from her like she just kind of you know she wants to be independent kind of like make her own choices but she knows but like she knows that she has to kind of do what her parents tell her to do but mm-hmm. so it's like it's like she does things but like almost like a child throwing a tantrum almost like yeah she just she she wants to do things her own her own way but you know there are some there are some some things that get in the way that we learn about with with Downton Abbey and uh and it, its prospects and it's a future <laughs> yeah 
So obviously the the head lady's maid is uh, is Anna. So we're gonna be following her and her situation and, and going up to to see Lady Mary. There's it's just such a fast beginning. I mean, I'm trying to explain everything that's going on, but it's it's so difficult because there's just so many little things like the pressing of the paper and every little bit of like beauty that this this show has to like make these people from this era seem like such realistic people yeah and i and i do think that all of the footmen and the maids and the valets like they real they do feel real because they really like these actors are doing all these very nitpicky like very detailed things like like it was funny we were watching this and kimmy was watching it with me my little sister and he was pressing the paper and she's like, why does he have to do that? And then like they, mm-hmm. they tell us in, in the next scene, like they do it so that the ink dries and you don't get like ink everywhere, like on your hands. Um, yep. And uh, so that's like cool. It's, it's like kind of teaching you stuff because it seems like they do. Each person does very minuscule, unnecessary things. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, we'll kind of get like more into that later but it's just these people do so many little things that they have to remember it's 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 exhausting yeah i mean it's exhausting just watching it i mean we're like we're like six minutes in it's just like so much of like their little small duties have come up and everybody's like frantic you know but we still get to like see the see the characters that have personalities like like we have um you know William, who reads a newspaper, and, you know, like, uh, O'Brien, who's, like, I, th- I feel like William and O'Brien, or, sorry, um, uh, no, what's his name, um, the one who's gay in the, in it, um. Oh, Thomas? Thomas, yes, Thomas and O'Brien are, like, bitch one and bitch two, like, they're always just, like, <laughs> you know, Exactly, like, they were pissing me so off, it, like, pissing me off in this first episode. Yeah, they're just, like, super mean and snooty, and they just, like, want to be more than, than the stature that they are, and they're always, like, side-eyeing other people and judging other people so harshly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, and the, we get to see all these, like, you know, the cook and the, the, the lady's maid and the other maid, and it's just, like, it's crazy. I mean, obviously, like, we're, there's, like, more to, to get into with, like, what when these characters have their own little, you know... Like, side stories. stories. Yeah, because, like, obviously, just the first episode doesn't have, like, so much of that, but um, we do get to know a little bit more, obviously. Yeah, I, I feel like the first, like, yeah, I, I mean, and it's just the first episode, so we don't have to really get into all of that. It's really, like, setting the time, setting the place, setting the scene, mm-hmm. and, like... um. I really liked how, like, Carson, how he, how, like, not stuck up, but, like, how strict he is about how the houses run, that yeah. it just seems like, um, what's his name? The Lord, the Lord of the, uh, Crawley, what's his name? Ro- Robert? Is his yes, name Robert? Robert Crawley, the Earl of Grantham. The, the Earl of Grantham. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to learn all these names. Um, <laughs> so it, it's Crawley, though. It's Robert Crawley, who is the Earl of Grantham. Yeah, it's it's almost like Carson seems like he is almost the owner of of Downton Abbey because you know he he runs everything, he makes sure everything is good, and and you know, um, 
uh, Robert kind of and his family just kind of like live there, and he just kind of you know yeah. says yes or no to things. Like yeah. he's yeah, like obviously he's in charge, but Carson just like has this air that I really enjoy watching because he's just he he's he's such a great presence. Yeah, he has this really deep bellowing voice, and he seems yeah. like whenever he snaps at people, like you'd be really scared of him. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, like, and he really cares about this family. Like, when the paper shows up, mm-hmm. he's, like, he's, like, oh, we need to tell, we need to tell the Lord, like, immediately. Like, yeah. or, you know, he's going to want to know about this and about the Titanic sinking and everything. And, um, because it's, cause that's kind of how most of the first episode just is, is just about, is just the kind of everything that happens after hearing about the Titanic, kind of how things are going to be moving going forward mm-hmm. like how things will kind of fall into place going forward because this is like yeah this is like a real turning point already and it's just and it's just the first episode i know like i was i was actually watching this video yesterday by Lindsay ellis if you want me to elaborate more on her go listen to toppings number three um but she does this video she just released it on titanic and the, mm. the movie Titanic and why it's actually a good movie for a lot of reasons. And so, like, watching that and then watch... And she had a clip from Downton Abbey, and I didn't realize it was the very first episode, but she was talking about the Edwardian era and how much of a time... Like, how, like, everything that happened during the Edwardian era kind of, like, basically um, was the turning point for... The turning point for uh, the entirety of the rest of the century and in now, like everything was, it is a majorly like transitional period of, of very large wealth and also very large poverty. And, and seeing that, like, we're going to be able to see a lot of it. And it's just like so exciting to me because we were just talking about in the young Indiana Jones Chronicles, how we wanted to make our Edwardian outfits and everything, and I feel like we're definitely going to want to after we watch this show. Oh, yeah. I already have seen some really great uh, costumes in this show. Like, yeah. just, and, and this is just why I love, I love period shows and period movies, because you just, they're just constantly changing outfits, and you're just seeing new stuff all the time, and that's just my favorite. I love seeing, mm-hmm. seeing new, new, new all the time. Yeah, it's it's so exciting, and there's just so many events and world events that they tie into the show. So that's going to be the the fun stuff. But so the Ooh, so yeah. then we get introduced to Hugh Bonneville's character, Robert Crawley. He's walking down the beautiful staircase with the cute little Labrador dog, who's in the titles as well. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I don't know if you you caught that, but when you watch it, you'll see the little doggy and like the little Labrador doggy. Um, yeah, and then Carson tells him about the Titanic, which is, like, I mean, it's really shocking. Like, I can't imagine, like, knowing people who were on the Titanic. It's crazy. Hold on, I'm looking for this dog. <laughs> the dog, when he walks down the, so the staircase with the dog is, like, at, at 7.30 or something. Um, oh, I thought you meant the dog has his own little, like, actor box on the side. Oh, no, no. He's, That's what he's I thought the, you said. Like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. No, but I think I should play the scene where where we find out about the Titanic, too. Okay. Um, just to have, like, a kind of, like, context here. 
just gonna play it. Morning, Carson. Good morning, Mother. Is it true what they're saying? I believe so, my lord. I'm afraid we'll know some people on it. I don't suppose there are any lists of survivors yet. I understand most of the ladies were taken off in time. You mean the ladies in first class? God help the poor devils below decks. On their way to a better life. What a tragedy. We get Edith and Mary. When Anna told me, I thought she must have dreamt it. Do we know anyone on board? Your mother knows the Astors, at least she knows him. We dined with Lady Rothis last month. There are bound to be others. I thought he was supposed to be unsinkable. Every mountain is unclimbable until someone climbs it, so every ship is unsinkable until it sinks. So then we get introduced to the next daughter. Um, so there's, there's the youngest daughter is Edith, then it's Sybil, and then it's Mary. That's the oh really? I thought I thought Sybil was was the youngest because she just looked the youngest. Yeah, the actress. Um, what's her name? Uh, Jessica Brown Finley. Which I don't yeah. know, I don't know if you recognize her from other stuff. She's she's been in other things. Yeah, she's been in like Black Mirror. She was in like mm-hmm. wasn't she in like Skins or something? Or uh, like a um, or she was in a show that I watched uh, like a, a Sybil, right? Yeah, Sybil. Yeah. I thought she was in, like, some, some like, teen, hmm. some teen British show. She's also going to be in, um... That new Brave uh, New World show. That new Brave New World yes, show, yeah. On the, yes, I want to watch that. I really do. I love that book. I'm interested. I love that book, too. Yeah. Um, so then they're just kind of discussing it, and then all of a sudden, you know, Lord Grantham gets a... A telegram, and we're like, "Oh my god!" Like, what is on this telegram? And it turns out that it's one of his his, his earls, like the people who were the heir, the heirs uh, that are the ones that died. Um, so yeah, and so he gets up in a rush and he goes to see the lady, the lady yep. of the house. Yeah, and uh, his he American does like a wife. hasty, he does like a hasty knock. And she's, she's like, before she can even say anything, he's like, can I come in? Okay, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, it's like too pressing for him. And so now they're they're chatting. Um, and this is kind of where the start of of this whole transition kind of kind of happens. I mean, we don't really get all the pieces until, you know, Maggie Smith kind of comes in. Mm-hmm. But um, but this is where, like, the they start thinking about, you know, ways to keep Downton in their name and yeah um and you know not really have to give it up to someone they don't even really know because like who loves Downton more than they do no one yeah the the mother played by Elizabeth McGovern Cora she is uh she's an American of like great wealth that we find out like she has like so much money and it's just kind of crazy that they've written this whole entire story around the fact that their heirs die in the Titanic you know yeah, exactly. It's so dramatic. <laughs> is this kind of just like just like the storyline for season one, and then the other seasons are kind of brought upon by other things, or does this does this kind of transition go into other seasons? Like, does I, it take honestly, dude? Like, I do not remember. Like, the things that I remember are the relationships between people. Um, yeah, and you know, like 
I just don't really remember the, the minutiae, but that's the problem in this very first episode, which I think is, like, a good thing to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, we have to keep going, because we're already taking forever, but... <laughs> yeah, we sure are. The the new um, guy, Bates, comes in. That's what we're, what we're seeing, right? Yeah, he's confronted with uh, O'Brien and uh, the two other... The two other headmaids. Yeah. And, and you know, we've... The camera's already pointing to his cane many times. Yep, yep. And and <laughs> get getting lots of up and down, like, eyeings up and down by O'Brien. Because so she ain't clear. having it. Yeah. She it's... was like, oh, this guy, this guy's not going to work out. And, you know, they kind of bring up, like, are you going to be able to, to handle this job? There's there's a lot of stairs in this place. <laughs> yeah. You like, you work you work below ground and then live above ground. <laughs> like are you like way above ground? Are you gonna be able to handle all this? And uh <laughs> and yeah. he's like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I got it. And um so like a lot of that happens. Like like so much. <laughs> so much it's, of this it's back really and forth overkill. Happens. Like it's really over it the is. top how much like, how so mean much. they are to this guy. Like every single person brings up whenever they get the chance, even to the the family, the Crawleys, like the ladies maids like O'Brien is always bringing it up to to Cora and like they're just like this guy's not fit. This guy's not fit. Like they say it like so many times in this episode. <laughs> well, and it's like they have to because if you think about it, like unless unless Carson is like handling things, like if there ever are any like quarrels or disagreements or mm-hmm. just just bad things happening that the family doesn't know about. I mean, Carson Carson and this uh other like head lady like um what's her name? Like she's like Mrs. Hughes. Yes, Mrs. Hughes. Like I mean, they have to kind of be the ones to handle it, but if they want things to get done, you know, kind of quickly, it's probably the easiest to just complain to the to the family because they could just do whatever they want and yeah. they don't even really know what's happening. Yeah. They can just kind of complain for the sake of complaining. Yeah. So, it's definitely like it's fun when when people come in and catch them saying things though. Like how many times in, in these first two episodes did somebody, like, say something bad and then somebody else overheard them? Like, it was, like, that's... Oh, like, like, like so much. Like, these Julian people... Fellows, like, likes to write people just overhearing other people at the end of everything, everything. Like, that's how he transitions things. Yeah, so much. Like, so much. Yeah. Many, many times. But yeah, we're looking up the stairs and just, like, okay, well, you know, this guy's gonna have to walk up all these hundreds of stairs <laughs> like oh no i just yeah i, I, I mean wish... at least he's not running around as much as like you know the the footmen, the footmen. and yeah. the and the maids are but i mean it's it's still a lot i mean especially if if his injury is serious but i mean he seems he seems capable so why not just why not just give him a chance i mean it, it seems like no one gave him a chance at all no and, they completely and, didn't at all. And I mean, and I, I understand for Thomas, because Thomas was was his valet, basically, mm-hmm. until until Bates showed up. So Thomas is just pissed. Cause, it's like I mean, a I guess... higher ranking job. So he wanted to get something that was like, like closer to Lord Grantham. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, he likes, to, he likes to be close to people of power, this Thomas guy. Yeah, he's... So, I mean... He's just mm. a real sleaze. <laughs> he's a real sleaze, yeah, that one. Yeah, he really is. So I'm just going to play this next scene where Lady Mary is talking to her dad, um, Lord Grantham. Oh, about having to wear black. Yeah, I gotta play it. 
Does this mean I'll have to go into full mourning? My first cousin and his son are almost certainly dead. Do you notice this, like, no. soft focus the they have thing. on the edges all the time? I'm sure it wasn't yes, it kind of irks me it's a lot. It's really weird. Well, no one knew about it outside the family. I repeat, it is up to you. Well, that's a relief. That's a relief, she said. He's like, my daughter is extremely insensitive. She's just so insensitive, and she's like such an asshole. I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, she is. She, she definitely does not think about anything other than herself most of the time, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, and... <laughs> and and this weird like tension between her and Edith is like kind of weird. Hmm. Um like it just seems like they like the same guys. And yeah. And like like yeah. or 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 Edith or Edith was like I could take always... a guy that you don't want, right? Yeah, like, like yeah, she's always eager to to pick up her her like seconds, like basically. Yeah. Like and I just think it's so weird they have like this weird so it's a weird dynamic. It's it's uncomfortable almost because it's just like they they hate each other, but like they're they're sisters. Yeah, we definitely get more Edith than we do get of Sybil right now for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so but... we have a uh, Thomas is kind of trying to intimidate Bates, uh, like with kind of like all the stuff he needs to remember, mm-hmm. and uh, and Bates is like, you know, I got this, you know, whatever, um. And I think it's it. The show just like jumps around so much; it's hard to like keep track of it. No, I know it's definitely not as straightforward as Young Indy was. <laughs> yeah, it's like so many people are having so many conversations in this show. It's just like you jump from one conversation to the next, and they're only like a few lines each. You know, so it's like yeah. I hope it gets easier once people's um, like stories are kind of established, and we can kind of like focus more on other people a bit longer. Because, I mean, I know it's, it's, like, a lot, it's a lot to bring you in on. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I just love all this, like, this, the dynamic between all the characters we can clearly see. Like, we, we can see who's friends, we can see who's not friends, and, like, obviously, we're gonna elaborate more, but it's not, like, necessary for us to go into detail about all the relationships right now. <laughs> it's just, like, you know, like... Well, yeah, it's, like, the, <laughs> yeah... The friendly relation relationships, the more like romantic relationships, the the wannabe relationships. Like mm-hmm. we just yeah, like we with know, Daisy, yeah, we know of everyone's like goals and focuses. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> and it's just so clear. Like it's blatantly clear. It's, yeah, and you know, it's like one of those things where you're watching it and you're like, is this good? Like, is this good television? Like, I don't, I can't really, I. <laughs> Because there's a lot of characters, is it because there's a lot to, to do? Like, does that mean it's, it's like, well-written? Like, I guess. You know, it's, like, it's kind of, like, the same thing with, like, Endgame or, like, no, Infinity War. Like, there's, like, there's a lot of characters in that movie. And, and honestly, like, the story's pretty clear and it's it moves pretty well forward with all the, all the different characters. And I kind of felt like, you know, this was the same way with this pilot, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't say that this is, you know, bad writing or, like, because it's not, like, it's, it's, 
I feel like it's good writing. I yeah. feel like it's these are great actors mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a win-win. And you have, of course, like great production and great costumes. Like all, like all of it is very well done and well thought out. I think my only qualm will kind of be of the content that we're given. Because yeah. I feel like it's just going to get very, like, cliche, very clicky, mm-hmm. very, very, uh, very immature almost. I feel yeah. like it's going to be immature yeah. at times. And yeah. I think that's what's going to get me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So maybe we should try not to judge it. Maybe we, we should just try to enjoy the ride, you know? Oh yeah, I definitely enjoyed watching watching this first episode, and I'm excited to keep going. I mean, a lot of these characters do interest me, and I do kind of want to see where things go. Um, e- even though things did get a little too dramatic sometimes, um, it w- it was still very interesting. Yeah. Um, so um, let's see. Then we get introduced to um, the uh, Dowager Countess. Yes. Uh, of Grantham. Um, Maggie Smith's character, Violet Crawley, uh, who is, um, Robert Crawley's mother, uh, obviously she's probably gonna become one of our favorite characters. I already really like her. She's this very snooty old lady, and it's just like, Maggie Smith can do no wrong in my book. She's amazing. And just, just seeing her even in this first scene where she's trying to have some compassion for the people who have died... And, and she has a lot of conversations with her daughter-in-law um, as well, and they don't usually see eye to eye on things because she's an American, and you know, there's all this stuff. But they do have a conversation about who's going to be the new heir, how they can get the money from and the estate to their daughter, because obviously you can't pass it to a daughter; you can only pass it to a son. So it's a whole thing, you know. Yeah, it's definitely a whole thing, and I agree. Um, Violet is such a great character. She she really shows you if she likes you or not, um, <laughs> yeah. and if and if she doesn't like you, she will do everything in her power to keep you from getting what you want. Um, and I I feel like emotionally she's very close to like Mary, but she's yes. a lot was, smarter. Yes. Yes, she's yes, a lot. Yes. She's a lot smarter than Mary. I was gonna um, say that too. She's very similar. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, let's talk about this this outfit that um, Elizabeth McGovern, um, Cora, is wearing in that, that scene where she's talking with Maggie Smith. She's got, like, this, like, velvetly, like, brown outfit on. Did you notice that? It's got kind of, like, a a brown jacket with, like, a, a high-neck, like, sweater underneath. It's very interesting. Yeah, and the 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 top part's kind of like baggy. It's like very cinched at her waist, and it's like just very um, what is it? Uh, like a really nice silhouette, but then it's like kind of baggy at the top a little bit. Yeah, with the, um, with the arms, like with the. It's just such an interesting outfit, and this actress is so skinny. I mean, she's wearing it. It's like it's it's like slim. It's super slim. I just noticed it, and I was just like, wow, such an interesting outfit. Yeah, with the uh, with a lot of the embroidery and then the the stripes of the of like the shirt underneath, it's it's a lot of layers. Yeah, I feel like people would get very hot very easily, but then again, it does not get very hot in England. So, no, no, <laughs> I think I think they were quite comfortable in, in what they were wearing, especially because 
Maggie Smith just looks like she's wearing a coat over a coat. <laughs> I know, right? She's wearing, like, black, like, because their cousins died, so. Um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy. Um, and then we find out that Bates is actually a uh, war friend, like a comrade in arms of uh, Robert, Robert Crawley. Yes. yes. Um, who completely just, like, barges in on them down in their servants' quarters, and they're like, oh, shit. Um, and it's definitely, like, you can tell the kind of people that this family is, that they are just, like, comfortable doing that. But it definitely, like, irks everybody else. They're like, oh, my God. Like, they could just come in at any time. Like, that's really disrespectful of them to do that. You know? It's interesting. Well, yeah, and that kind of happens a lot because, um... I don't want to speak too far ahead because, I yeah, mean, of course, next, of course, yeah. of course I've seen the next episode already. But, um... But, like, yeah, I mean, the the footmen and the maids really think that, you know, this, this lower part of the house is, like, their domain. And... Mm-hmm. And n- no one from the family should should be down there unless, you know, they're probably told otherwise. Yeah. Because um, I think it's, like, a safe space for them. But, I mean, if they think about it, this this is this is also their house. Like, they're just... Yeah, yeah. It's just interesting how, I guess, territorial everyone kind of gets with the family and the house and, like, their jobs. Like, mm-hmm. especially Carson sometimes. Like, he mm-hmm. is just such a stickler that that he just wants things to go a specific way, and if it doesn't, he just has a fit. Yeah, totally, totally. So then we kind of go to, like, a memorial service, and, again, Mary's being a little bitch about the fact that her cousins have died, and now she's just trying to think about who else she can marry. Oh, my God, she's the worst. <laughs> she's, yeah, I mean, like, obviously this first this first episode is, like, a pretty clear, like, plot situation with that like they're trying to find somebody who will marry Mary so that she can like inherit the house like essentially and for some reason the the the, you know um, Lord Grantham doesn't want to give his daughter the heiress title because he doesn't want to lose the Earl title for the entirety of Downton Abbey I think that's kind of what's going on oh so Okay, so if she becomes the heiress... Well, they're deciding, like, he said... Like, basically, I think what's going on is that if she becomes the heiress, she will not get the Earl title, and the Earl title will dissipate for, for like, forever. Like, it will not... There will be no other Earl. But if he gives the But whoever Earl, she marries wouldn't become just, like, the Earl? Yeah, no, like, no. That's, yeah. So, but if he gives up Downton Abbey to the person who gets it, uh, like, you know, whoever is the next cousin away, basically, the next male cousin, um, they get to keep the Earl title with Downton Abbey and Lady, uh, Lady, um, Mary will get to have, like, a, um, a stipend. Like, she will, she will get paid handsomely for leaving Mm -hmm. the Earl title. I think that's, that's what's going on. So, okay, they're, they were trying to get the law to change so that she could get the title and the money, but that's not gonna happen. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah. Interesting. I think that's what's going on. I mean, it's not like... It's all very complicated. Yeah. It's not, like, exactly clear, because, like, this whole system with, like, who gets to be Duke and Duchess and shit, like, you saw a Duchess, man. She was a normal person. I saw her. You know, she just, she just, she just smiled at me and I didn't know who she was. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the dog, so I was looking at the, you were. the, the Duchess dog. <laughs> yeah. And I uh, had no idea until that groundskeeper was like, was like, good evening, my lady, or like, you know, my Duchess or whatever. <laughs> like, like he said it and I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> she must be important. Yeah, that was great. Um, so we have this, uh, so, yeah, they, they go to the, they go to the memorial, and that's kind of when the, um, Robert and that other guy, has like, his lawyer or something, whoever mm-hmm. that other guy is, mm-hmm. um, kind of, like, about the situation and what's gonna happen, um, so it's, like, kind of all up in the air right now, but Robert seems to have a set, seems to be determined on which path he's going to take, um, well, you know, the girls are kind of, um, plotting in the background, um, yeah. and then we have this, like, we have this, I did not like this scene. I thought it was way overdue. Do you want to like, play it? Uh, sure. <laughs> it, it's, it, it kind of like, it kind of, it gets split, but it's just, I'll, I'll just say kind of like what Daisy says oh, okay. afterwards. So okay. I'll just, I'll just talk about what happened previously yes, before yes, she yes. like starts talking. Yeah. So the chef has this stuff that needs to get sprinkled on the chicken for, yeah. for today's lunch. It's like egg um, or something. Yeah, after the memorial. And so, but she has this other stuff that went bad. And she's like, it's basically poison. So, like, get rid of this, but go put this on the chicken. And so she gives it to one of the footmen. So she gives, okay, Daisy gives. (laughs) so complicated. (laughs) Daisy has both of these things in her hands. And she goes up to one of the footmen and says, please go put this on the chicken. And then I think Thomas distracts her because she has a huge crush on Thomas. We all know this. Yes. And... And she gives him, like, the wrong bowl, and so he takes yeah. it upstairs. Yeah. And so that's happening, and then we cut to the memorial scene, and then now we're back to see the conclusion of this ridiculous <laughs> yeah. scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she I'm gonna gave play the it. rancid food or whatever and not the right one, and she's just kind of screaming. Yeah. And it... so she comes back to the cook, and the cook's like, didn't you go put that on the chicken yet? And she's like, oh my god. And she, like, panics. Okay, this is what happens not sent up the egg yet. So she hasn't sent it up yet, and she's running. Oh, God, help me! Please, God, help me! Oh, what's the matter? Run upstairs to the dining room and find William. I beg you. I can't do that now. You've got to. I'll be hanged if you don't. What? Daisy? Is that you? Oh, God, is it the chicken and a sauce? Or the green chicken William. and sliced oranges? Oh, so thank much. you! Blessed and merciful Lord! Thank you! <laughs> is the chicken in the sauce? I'll never do anything sinful again. I swear it, not till I die. <laughs> oh my gosh. So like like Daisy's real cute, but yeah, she's just she's a, she's she's a little much. Yeah, she's... And these and these feasts are so extravagant. They had two chickens. That's yeah. why William was was confused about which chicken to put it on because they had multiple chickens up there. Yeah. And they have, like, the this feast. asparagus thing. They have this, like... There's, like, asparagus weird, cake. Yeah, it's, like, it's so... <laughs> what the it's, All these really fun, like, like foods. I love it. Yeah, I, I love I love getting a close-up of, like, what people are making. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've always loved that, like, especially in uh, in Japanese movies and Japanese um, 
anime and stuff like that, I always yeah. love like just just the focus on like what what are people eating because it's it's usually very important to know and to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we don't even get to see this whole like memorial service dinner situation. We just skip it to the next thing. Um, yeah, I guess so. We have Carson and. and... Mrs. Hughes talking to each other. We don't really need to talk about what they talk about. It's really boring. Um, they're just talking about, like, if they would rather have different lives in terms of, like, you know, would, it, would they have rather had families instead of taking care of other people's families? You know, and it's like, mm, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's a thought some some of these people have. I mean, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And then you kind of have... Um, the little scheming that Thomas is doing. What, what are you talking about? Um... Like, because then later we have a conversation, I don't know if this is an episode two or not, but, um, Anna and, Anna and, uh, what's, what's Egret's name in this? Uh, Gwen. Gwen, like, she kind of has, like, a letter from, from, uh, from a boy that she's been writing to, and they're like, how are we supposed to meet boys if we can't? That's like, second, we can't, yeah, that's if we can't hang out with boys or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm jumping. <laughs> that's the danger with watching more than one. We're gonna... I know, we can't do this very often. <laughs> no, no. It just had to be this time, because I'm moving. But, so. Yeah, just this one time. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I kind of like this conversation they had, because it kind of, like, it, I mean, you, you just kind of picture these people just, like, stuck in this one job, stuck in this one state of mind, just stuck... But then mm-hmm. you kind of realize that, you know, they they might have had different dreams or they might have had previous careers or they might have, you yeah. know, completely changed things around to be where they are today. And mm-hmm. like, that's just kind of that's kind of what I like about the show and that it kind of like opens that up for you, opens up those possibilities that you, you just get to really get to know these people as as people. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it definitely makes them very realistic during this time. So we yeah. have then we have Thomas doing something. Uh, sus, uh, going which into... we find out in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, what? Well, no, it's this episode. It's oh, yeah, it's just a is really it? long first episode, man. It's what like, does he do? He goes and sends the telegram to Charlie Cox. Well, yeah, which happens in the wait. That's this episode. <laughs> oh my gosh, are you serious? I'm serious. I'm actually serious. so we're like we're like um 26 minutes in. Currently, O'Brien's telling um. Lady Crawley, uh, Cora, how shitty Bates is being at his job because he's lame and everything. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, because lame, it, yeah, and then lame. everything's yummy. Um, like we, we, we have a conversation between Bates and Lord Grantham, and the dog's in that scene too. I love seeing the dog, I'm glad the dog's involved. I don't know when. The dog stops being involved, but I'm glad he's still there. Um, they're just kind of like talking about how he got lame, how he got. I'm crippled. sure. I'm sure the dog will be involved whenever they have a dog to involve. Yes. Uh, then we have a nice outdoor conversation between bitch one and bitch two, which is Thomas and O'Brien, and um, he had just been in town giving a telegram to 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 the Duke. To tell him to come, which we don't know that yet. Um, yeah, but yeah. They're, they're talking about Bates and how, like, he's not he's not able <laughs> to be a valet, <laughs> which requires a lot of a. It's a very physical job, and I think that's what they're trying to say. Like, it's just not. It's gonna have like all the duties are gonna have to fall into them, and it, like I totally understand the 
the worry with that is that when somebody can't do their job properly, then it kind of like the responsibilities fall on the other people who can. So, well, yeah, and that's and that's their main argument. Which I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a strong argument, but I feel like it can't be made until it's like proven to be true like i mean he just gets there and he's not even there for like a like a day yeah and they're already complaining that he can't do his his job and then the Um, and then lady mary is complaining it like about it and it's like this is all that this is the talk of the town like the only thing that's going on is the fact that bates can't do his job well and this is basically like what people had to live on back then was just Mm -hmm. rumors and gossip and and just things that could ruin people's reputations i mean this this was like their TV. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I do have this conversation uh, between... With the, with the girls? With the girls, yeah, mm-hmm. and everything. Thought it was interesting. Yeah, in their black outfits. Here yeah, here, I'll play. It's just Mary being a bitch again. Yeah, so I was going to say that. Just She's do that. so mean in this, in this scene. O'Brien told her Bates can't do the job properly. Why was he taken on? Oh, he was Lord Grantham's Batman when he was fighting the Boers. I know that, but even so. I think it's romantic. I don't. How can a valet do his work if he's lame? He's not very lame. There. Anything else before I go down? No, that's it. Thank you. So that was her complaining about Bates, and now she's going to complain about this. <laughs> yep. Oh, I hate black. It's not for long. Mama says we can go into half mourning next month. And back to colours by September. Still seems a lot for a cousin. But not a fiancé. <laughs> Edith said that. Yeah. He wasn't really a fiancé. No? I thought that was what you call a man you're going to marry. <laughs> I was only going to marry him if nothing better turned up. Mary, what a horrid thing to say. Don't worry. Edith would have taken him, wouldn't you? Yes. I'd have taken him. If you'd given me the chance, I'd have taken him like a shot. So now we kind of see, like, this just this tense air just constantly around Edith and Mary. Yeah. Um, They do not get along very much. Yeah, no. And Sybil, yeah, she's just kind of quiet for now. She's quiet for now. We don't really know a lot about her, for sure. No, she just, she's she's a hopeless romantic, I guess, and she Mm -hmm. just... She's just very sensitive. She likes, uh, she thinks, um, certain situations like, uh, Robert taking on Bates as a valet is a, is a very, is a very nice and friendly thing to do for, for someone you, you know, were in the war with. Maybe Edith is the second oldest because I, I really thought that it was Sybil, but maybe it is Edith because you're right. She's acting like, definitely like a second oldest child. Yeah, she's acting like, you know, she wants all of the really nice, um, what is it, prospects, like, that that Mary gets. But Mary kind of, like, just, she'll she'll hang on to them when it's convenient for her, but then kind of toss them aside when, you know, she's able to, because she's not actually interested in any of them. Totally, totally. Um, so then we have, like, more complaining about Bates, like, Thomas complaining to Carson, that, again, continues. Um, now we're, we're finally, like, halfway through the episode, so something is bound to happen at this point. Um, they're still in, like, their morning clothes, and, uh, is there a kind of, like, reprieve here? What's, Mary is talking to Sybil, and she's like, I'm not as sad as I should be about this cousin dying situation. Like, I think she's, like, trying to 
I don't think she ever really wanted to marry him anyway, so she's not really, like, sad about it. Um, yeah, she's, like, not sad about it, but she's, like, mad at herself that she's not. So, like, I don't know, maybe she's just feeling, like, a little conflicted or... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, totally. Um, still still more Bates talk, more, more Bates scenes, Cora talking about how Bates isn't good enough. It's like, <laughs> I know, on, it's guys, just... Like, Seriously. It's just a lot. Oh, and then we have this funny, we have this funny conversation about electricity with oh, Violet. yes! <laughs> Do you want to play that? Uh, yeah, let me get to that. Let yeah, me get to that. That's, that was, that was so good. Like, I thought it was hilarious. Whenever they would talk oh, about yeah. it, I thought that that yeah. was like, that was a good time. Yeah. He like comes into the drawing room. Oh, here yeah. we go. And she's like in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what so are you good. doing here in the dark? Okay, here we go. Here it is. Mama, I'm sorry. No one told me you were here. Oh, such a glare. <laughs> if I were on stage at the Gaiety. We're used to it. I do wish you'd let me install it in the Dower House. It's very convenient. The man who manages the generator could look after yours as well. Yeah, I couldn't have electricity in the house. I wouldn't sleep a wink. All those vapors seeping about. Even Cora won't have it in the bedroom. She did wonder about the kitchens, but I couldn't see the point. <laughs> well, before anyone joins us, I'm glad of this chance. Okay, and then I think I think she kind of brings up the air situation, which is something that Robert yeah. is very sick of hearing about in this episode too. He's, <laughs> yes. he's one, he's sick about hearing complaints about Bates, and two, he's sick of hearing <laughs> thoughts, people's thoughts and opinions about who should be the next heir to Downton Abbey. I know, like, it's like you just not. I'm gonna decide. I'm gonna do what's right, and my conscience tells me what's right, which is he says like three times. He's like, I'm gonna do what's right. You know, it's like, dude, dude. Um, but I do feel like he's quite a genuine person. Like, I, I do get that from him. I yeah, think... I like it. I like that he kind of has, like, a carefree, like, kind of personality. He's, like, very, he's very open and likable. Like, I'm I'm glad that he's not just, like, this stiff, like, stick-up-his-butt type of guy like Carson. Yeah, totally. Because, um, totally. like, because he really bounces well off of people, and uh, and I like that a lot about him. Yeah, and, like, technically he's, like, the most powerful person in the house, and so to him have this, like, kind of personality that's a little bit more nonchalant and a little bit more forgiving um, to people. You know, he's just, he definitely does not have that harsh, um, harsh kind of, like, feeling where you'd be afraid of him or something, you know? Yeah, like, he, he definitely has a presence and and that's good because, like, you know, he is, he is the lord of the house. And, um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's nice to not have too many sticklers in, <laughs> under one roof. Yeah, that's true. So then all the girls file in, and they're all wearing black, and they, they look beautiful. I mean, just, like, having having all their black morning outfits with all these beautiful crystals on them. I mean, I want one of those outfits, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... They're all gorgeous dresses, and the fact that, you know, they don't... You know, I, I feel like you only wear them when, when you're in mourning, so why not... Why not enjoy wearing them when you have the chance? <laughs> I know, right? Like, but they don't like it. They don't like to have to wear black because they have to wear it for like months at a time. I know. I also liked the the time code that I picked because she said like, "Mom said we can go into half mourning next month, and then we could be in full colors by September." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, it's that's like great." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I I also feel like it's like 
the girls like to wear colors because it's kind of like a like a peacocking. What's what's like the girl version of of like peacocking? You know, it's like yeah. you you stand out. You you get noticed because you know yeah. all these girls want to get married. They want to have fortunes of their own. Um, they want to you know not be what what is it that Charlotte says? A, a burden a burden to their parents. Yes, yes. I'm, a, I'm um, already a burden to my parents. I'm already a burden to my parents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So then we. So then it's just Bates, it's their sole focus. Yeah, it's it's completely their sole focus. Um, then we have another scene where Bates drops a bunch of silverware on the ground because he's lame, and and then um, we get more complaining about Bates. Like it's just like again more and more and more. Well, because in in this one his knee does kind of flare up a little mm-hmm, bit, and mm-hmm. he does he does seem to be in some pain. Yeah. And then, but the other mess ups were purely not his fault. No, like which we'll when, get like, to. oh my gosh, yeah. Can we just get to that part? It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Um. So okay, then we have a scene, but another scene between Cora and and uh and uh Violet Violet the Dowager countess um yes she's talking again about the whole air situation and then buying it and the fact that cora has a lot of money and that she has no access to it because she's a woman um then we have the scene again another scene where they're talking about who is coming and this is important so the duke is coming to visit them and it was kind of like they thought the duke was coming to visit them because he wanted to make an offer of marriage to mary yeah, or like start a courtship, basically. Yes, and obviously, Mary marrying a duke would be a good idea for her and a good idea for everybody, even though he would not become the Earl of Grantham. Yes, but this was purely because Thomas had heard that they were trying to get the, they were trying to get the what do they call it, uh, the entail. They tried to get the entail mm-hmm. like transferred mm-hmm. to to Mary, and I think Thomas overheard that, and that's kind of how he portrayed it to the Duke. Yeah. He was like, dude, this, this girl is yeah. totally gonna get Downton Abbey. Yeah. You could own Downton Abbey if you yep. come marry her. Mm-hmm. Like, th- like Downton Abbey could be yours. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. And so that's why he comes in a haste, and that's why everyone thinks that he's gonna offer marriage, because he thinks that he's gonna he's gonna be uh, the owner of, of Downton. Yeah, and uh, so then we get to see who steps out of the, uh, the the taxi, Emily? And and is this is this months later? Because the girls are wearing purple now. Yes, I think that so like, it, it... Is it now September? I think it's been like a month. <laughs> I think it's been like a month. Yeah. So, okay, so this could be them just doing half morn- morning. Yeah. Where, like, they only wear black sometimes? I, I okay. guess. I don't... I do not know. Their outfits are amazing, though, like, truly. They're, like, wearing, I like, love the purples. purples. Oh. I don't, I, I don't like Sybil's outfit very much, but no. I love everyone else's. Yeah, yeah, I do. Because <laughs> Sybil just looks a bit too childish. Um, but, yeah, when, when Charlie came out of the, of the carriage, I was... I screamed. Like, yeah. I was like... <laughs> I was like, ah, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, I, I was very excited. I do not remember if you remember this, but I'm pretty sure that when we saw Charlie Cox at the Daredevil uh, panel at New York Comic Con a couple years ago, I feel like in my heart that he said something about being in the very first episode of Downton Abbey and the, and the fact that he was a douchebag in that episode. Like, I, I feel like I remember him saying that. Oh, oh. <laughs> remember that? I mean, we we couldn't record any of those things. <laughs> that absolutely horrible moderator for that Daredevil panel. 
Oh, the the guy that talked really slow or something. He was or he was, or was just, that someone else? Yeah, like he was just so lame. Like he was so bad. Um, I barely remember any of those. People. <laughs> I'm such a bad Comic Con fan. I don't remember like any of the panels. Well, anyway, this is the only episode that Charlie Cox is in, so it was, I forgot, True, which and is it sad. was exciting to see him come out of this. And I remember he, I, I was watching this today, and I was like, oh my god, like I remember that he's a dick. Like I just, I, there's something about it. It's just like the way he talks and stuff. He's such a douche. Well, and and it's hard because like yeah, he was a he was a dick to Mary, but like he but Thomas had it coming. Oh yeah, like, like he did. Yeah, totally, totally. Like so it's just he's totally I mean, and that that's how everyone thinks like in back in this time. I mean, they had to make the right choice in mm-hmm. marriage proposals and in courtships so that they so that you know, every like the wealthy stay wealthy. Totally. <laughs> just got to exactly. Um so we see some major flirting. Um, oh, right before well, this, Charlie, yeah, yeah. the Duke shows up. O'Brien completely trips Bates. Yeah, straight up side swipes him. Like just and just he falls face first into the gravel, and yep. I'm just like, dude, God, you're such a such a dick, O'Brien. <laughs> and 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 so of course that's the talk of the evening. Like, oh my gosh, Bates embarrassed us in front of the Duke. Oh my gosh, we're such we're so, like. <laughs> People are going to think Downton is such a horrible place. Like, I'm like, Jesus, calm down. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, but then, but then, yeah, then immediately we got some, we got some pretty strong flirting happening between uh, the Duke and Mary. Well, see, I um, knew at this point that he was gay or like that he had sex with men. So like, mm-hmm. to me, like, since I already knew this, I was already watching him and being like, he has no interest in her. He does not actually care about her, you know? Yeah, I mean, I was a little, again, because the show likes to be blatantly obvious, like, I was a little curious about why he wanted Thomas to be, yeah, to be his, his valet. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I was none the wiser, so I, I was just enjoying, <laughs> I was just enjoying myself. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and he says he wants to go up to the servant's wing like, the attic and stuff to, like, explore. And, honestly, this is the only time where Lady Mary isn't a bitch because she's like, I don't think we should do that. Like, I don't think that's a good idea. And and when they go up there, it's like, you know, we shouldn't be going in the hallway. We shouldn't be doing this. I respect other people. I say when I'm wrong. And I kind of respected her for that. Like, she definitely was like, I know my place and I don't want, other, I don't want to invade other people's privacy and stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you're... Yeah, no, she definitely felt uncomfortable up here. Mm-hmm. Um and uh but he was definitely he definitely had a had a hidden agenda. Yeah. Um Yeah. He you you could tell. I mean it was too clear. It was like why why even write it so clearly that they bring it up later at, at dinner that Edith is like What were you doing up there? And then they're like trying to change the subject. She's like, Really? What were you doing up there? Like what's going on? Like Come on, he couldn't have gone up there on his own? Like, I don't understand why it had to be so, like, clear that, that they were doing this. It was just so obvious, you know? Well, maybe, maybe, and for him, since he was trying to show that, I mean, at, at this point, he doesn't know what's happening, and he's actually trying to woo her in some way. Yeah, um, true. So maybe he just kind of wanted the idea to come across as well. That's why, he, like, he needed Mary to be there as well. Yeah, um, yeah. But... 
kind of like killing two birds with one stone. Then, yeah, they run into Bates, and she's like really embarrassed, and she's just like, yeah. Um, yeah, we're just, uh. But he was obviously getting something from Thomas's room. Yeah. Um. I I did I did really like I mean obviously Michelle Dockery like when I first watched her in this show I didn't really like her that much because she's playing like the stuck up bitch but I've seen her in so many things since then you know like I really enjoyed her in that that godless show I I think you watched that as well right is it the one with is that the ooh, is that the one with um who's the guy that's in it Jack with the O'Connell. Yeah, yeah, Joe Connell. Yeah, and Snoop I like McNary. that show. That was a good show. That was a good show. Yeah, the girl from she's in a lot of stuff. She was in like, oh yeah, uh, Merritt Weaver. Merritt Weaver is is yeah yeah. That she one. won. She won. I think a Golden Globe or an Emmy for that role in Godless because she was fantastic. Yeah, um, she was so good. She's so good. Yeah that that was a good show. I would recommend watching that show. <laughs> I really, it was a really good show. Yeah, Godless <laughs> on Netflix. Yeah. So good. A so plus. good. A plus show. Um, a yeah, plus. so after she runs into Bates, we get uh, another conversation about how Bates can't do shit <laughs> with Mr. Carson. <laughs> Honestly, it's just like over and over again. Dogs in this scene, too, which is good. Oh, fuck the dog. <laughs> Then we get Mrs. Hughes um, looking after Thomas, just saying, like, don't let, you know, um, Thomas, or sorry, don't let, sorry, William, the actor's name is Thomas. Um, she, Mrs. Hughes is talking to William about how, she, you know, he's maybe a little bit homesick. It's cute. Like, she cares about him. Oh, yeah. And that's where we kind of kind of learn that, you know, William's a softy and he's he's real cute. He's real he cute. Is. He's so cute. And then, and then we have a very painful conversation between Robert and and Bates, where where he's basically firing him. Yeah, because he's heard um like countless times how horrible Bates is at his job, and he's like, I can't ignore this now. Everyone hates you. Like you, you have to leave. Yeah, which was just uh... it was so it was so hard to watch. I was so sad about it because I'm just like, you don't even know what's happening. I don't. It's. <laughs> Not right, you know. It's just it's sad, and and you know it's wrong, and he does as well. So, you know, we we get that remedied later. But um, I don't I don't really think we need to play this scene because it's pretty straightforward. Um, just skipping ahead here. Okay, then we have dinner, which is when Edith brings up many times, uh, "Why did you go up in the attic?" It's basically the point of that scene. Yeah. Which is basically what, you know, Robert, Robert warned against, like, yeah, like yeah. he was like, oh, where's Mary? And Mary's like, oh, she's with the Duke. And, and Robert's like, don't let her make a fool of herself. <laughs> That's basically what she does. Yeah. I mean, but it's not her problem. Like he, he wasn't no. interested in her anyway. Like she does, she does get sad that he leaves, but it's like, it wasn't her fault that he left. Like he had no intention of marrying her really. I mean, the only reason he wanted to marry her was to see if she would get the title. Right. Yeah. And, and at this point, Mary's just mostly embarrassed because, you know, they think that they did stuff up there. Like right. they're just like, yeah. like it's just more, it's more of a scandal than anything else really. Yeah. And everybody in the downstairs is like, Oh my God, we could be waiting on a duchess. And Carson's like, there's no reason why she wouldn't be a, a duchess. Everything is like, obviously honor and we, we could figure out if she's actually going to become the heiress of, of Downton Abbey. Um, 
And then we get Anna's like, oh, I'm going to bring up Food Debates, who's been fired. So he's, she's like, I'm going to do it because she, you know, she has a soft spot for him. Yep, she sure does. <laughs> Which I think I know um, what you saw on your IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly what I saw. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so he's crying. It's real sad because, you know, he just wants a job. And, uh, and, oh, and when, and when Robert was basically, like, trying to fire him, he was like, and you're still gonna get a month's, a month's wages. And he's like, but I didn't do anything. Yeah, I've been so, here for, like, oh, a couple weeks. I've been here for, like, for, like, two and a half days. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I guess, I guess a month hasn't gone by. I think they're just not wearing their morning clothes, because, like, he came, the Duke came. Maybe. I, yeah, I guess so. Maybe you only have to wear morning clothes if you're well i mean but they were technically entertaining so like wouldn't you wear them if you were entertaining i don't know yeah you would (laughs) it's hard it's hard it's hard to tell i know um so then you know they have a kind of a tender moment um and then um then we have the conversation between robert and the duke yeah which does not go well so basically he says that she's not gonna get the money and then he's like, well, I hope you don't really think I'm going to marry her because I'm not. I'm, I'm peacing out tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, because the way he started this conversation was like, yeah, so, you know, her fiance died and I just wanted to bring up. And he's like, oh, well, Mary's not going to get Mary's not going to get the title. And he's like, he's like, oh, but did, but did you want to give your hand to her anyway? And he's like, yeah. oh, no, that's that, no, that's not what I want. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get really it's pissed like, at each other. <laughs> It was it was a really it was a really good conversation actually like just this whole it was really great actually. I mean, do you want to place like some of it? Yeah, yeah, blah, yeah. Play, blah, play blah, some blah. of like the the end part because it's great. Okay, I don't know if I'm at the end, but I'm just gonna play it. Okay. <laughs> but then again, it's an ill wind. At least. Lady Mary's prospects must have rather improved. Oh, okay. Have they? Haven't they? I will not be coy and pretend I do not understand your meaning, though you seem very informed on this family's private affairs. (gasps) But you ought perhaps to know that I do not intend to fight the entail, not any part of it. You can't be serious. It pains me to say it, but I am. You'll give up your entire estate, your wife's money into the bargain to a perfect stranger. You won't even put up a fight. I hope he proves to be perfect, but I rather doubt it. Ha. Very odd thing to joke about. No odder than this conversation. Let's see if we can get to the end part. So, there you have it. Oh. This is the end. But Mary will still have a settlement, which you won't find ungenerous. <coughs> oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I only meant her portion when she marries will be more than respectable. You'll be pleased, I promise you. Oh, heavens. I, I hope I haven't given the wrong impression. You know very well the impression. My dear Lord Grantham, Don't, mind. my dear Lord Grantham, me. You knew <laughs> what you were doing when you came. I here. love that part. You encouraged Mary, all of us. Forgive me, but I came to express my sympathies and my friendship. Fuck you, man. Nothing more. <laughs> such a dick. Yeah, he really Mother is. Mary's a charming person. Whoever marries her will be a lucky man. Charlie Cox is just great. You will not, however, be me. 
Yeah, the way that he like choked on his cigar <laughs> and then it came out of then it came out of his nose. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> It's like great A acting. And I, I loved it because I think at this time, obviously he wasn't in Daredevil because that didn't come out till much later. But what I knew him from was Stardust and from, he was also in um, Boardwalk Empire. And I knew him, he was smiley in that. Remember, we really liked him. Yeah. And yeah. and that's what, that's what I remember him from. <laughs> so they just have a super tense conversation and now he's, uh, he's going to... He's going to go to bed now. And Mary sees him and she's like, oh, I'm sorry about, you know, what happened. We can hang out tomorrow. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm tired. And, uh, <laughs> I'm and, and, and I'm leaving. And I'm leaving at like 6 a.m. So, like, don't even bother. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then she's like sad because he totally tells her off and she knows. Like, she she is aware that he is rejecting her. And it is, it was like, oh man, you know, cause she was, well, she and was how sure. fast news moves around the house. They're like, well, what did she do wrong? And then people are like, it's not what she did wrong. It's what he did. And then it's just, yeah, it's just because she thinks it was something she did. And Edith is smug as fuck. She's like, yeah, Oh, you yeah. did it again. You, you, uh, didn't get the boy that you wanted. <laughs> you slipped the hook. She says it's, yeah, it's good. Um, so, then we get the scene between Thomas and the Duke. <gasps> oh, yeah. And it is, like, a very tense scene. I mean, it's not clear that Thomas and the Duke have a thing until Thomas kisses him. Basically. But the whole scene is pretty tense. Like, he basically goes from, you know, I, I told you that she could have been an heiress. And he's like, but you didn't say that it wasn't actually possible and I'm pissed at you, and and then he's like, okay, then Thomas is like, I want to be a valet. I, I think I should maybe play... And more importantly, I want to be your valet. I, like, that's I, what it says. I think I should maybe play this scene as well, because it is a very tense scene. Okay. I know you guys just listen to me, whatever, but this this is a good, like, actually something's happening here. What about me? You... You will wish me well. You said you'd find me a job if I wanted to leave. Do you? I want to be a valet. I'm sick of being a footman. Yeah, Thomas, I don't need a valet. I-, I thought you were getting rid of the new one here. Well, I've done it, but I'm not sure Carson's going to let me take over. And he touches his I want face. To be with you. Oh, kiss. No wonder Thomas is such a dick. He can't be himself. Nope. I just can't see it working, can you? <laughs> you don't seem to have a basis of a sudden master relationship, do you? You came here to be with me. Among other reasons. And one swallow doesn't make a summer. One swallow doesn't make a summer. Ouch. oh boy and thomas is just like is just greedy at this point he's just like he he wanted to be close to the duke but he also wanted a better job Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so after this then he's like you know i have all these letters that you wrote me these like love letters describing probably some lewd acts let's be honest like some some sexual things, right? And yeah, probably he's like, you know, maybe 
maybe if I expose these things, like, obviously he's kind of trying to use it as blackmail. <laughs> and then, because the Duke went through all of his stuff earlier, he found all of the letters conveniently, yeah. like, in the sock drawer. And then he's like, yeah. he throws him into the fire, and it's just like a crazy Yeah, scene. after he says, after he says, my father taught me to never put put any of my secrets in writing. And after and after what happened with you, I'm never doing it again. <laughs> yeah, like, the two of them, like, he's, they're, they're, honestly, like, they're horrible. They both are. Um, it's, it's like, I, I kind of love them together, because they're both yeah, terrible, they're... and just terrible people deserve to just make each other... <laughs> make each other angry for the rest of their lives. And Charlie Cox is, um, like, super hairy chest, you know? And, and I love what he says at the end. He's like, he's like, so, you know, you can get out of my sight, or you can stay if you want. Like, <laughs> we, we can... Yeah. We can like, have sex if you, you want. You know, maybe, maybe, are you still, you into this? And he's like, no. <laughs> like, I didn't get anything I wanted. No, I'm not gonna stay. No, he's, he's, like, starting to cry when he leaves. He's like, damn, like, not only... Yeah. Because of Thomas, like, not only did he lose... Like the the idea to be a valet, he also like lost a boyfriend. Basically, like that was a basically. very you know like they they fought and it was not good. Yeah, yeah. He got like double dumped. Like it's just bad. Yeah, and then um, Carson's just saying that like the lordship's not gonna like figure out. Like, basically, they're just talking about how horrible the duke was. Um, and and then like. Lord Grantham. It's like a brief Lady, conversation, yeah. Lady Grantham kind of have like a brief conversation about the fact that Mary deserves better than the Duke because the Duke sucks. Yeah, I think this is where Lord Grantham like kind of tells her that he's not going to fight it, and she's like, she's like, "Are you yeah, serious?" Yeah, that's right. Or... She she didn't like know about it up to that point that like he doesn't want to fight that like Mary could become an heiress because he knows it's not going to win, and he's like, "Why even yeah. try?" Like. It's not even worth it. We could lose everything if, if we do that, I think. Yeah. I think that's the idea. Because, like, she could get some money if he doesn't fight it, and she'll get nothing if they lose. So. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think that's the idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, now they're talking about if if she would have been happy with him and she wouldn't have been. And um, the fact that, like, Cora and... Uh, Robert were engaged because he really wanted her money and then she they came to care for each other after they got married, like not before so to him it was like an advantageous marriage and that's why he did it and uh, like she probably comes from some super rich American family, right? Probably from New York Um, and you know, something like a Vanderbilt or something like that and so she so he's like, okay, well, that that's, that wouldn't have been good for Mary because, like, he was horrible and she wouldn't have loved him anyway, so. Yeah, I mean, it, even kind of like these these arranged marriages tend to tend to seem not as bad if you if you get a nice guy like like Lord Grantham. Yeah, I mean, um, he's definitely a nice dude, so I, I wouldn't be sad yeah. if, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but definitely wouldn't want someone like like the Duke, who you know is definitely an asshole, and you know maybe even is confused about his sexuality. Like, I mean, not confused, but like is is not interested in you. Oh, yeah, basically. like he definitely like would not be somebody like maybe he's he, he's an, an asshole. He's probably just an asshole all around. Like you don't want to even have to worry about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
So kind of a sweet conversation between them because yeah, I, I think I think their relationship came up a couple of times throughout the episode. Like you know, you know, you only married her for our money. Yeah. Like, but now I, you I, love I think her. Violet said Violet said something a little harsh, mm-hmm. possibly. Um, but yeah, and then Robert's like, like, do I make you happy? Like, are you happy with me? Because he like truly wants her to be happy. <laughs> It's so cute. Like, I think... It's really cute. I think guys, like, especially really want to be heard that they make you happy. And that's, like, something that's very important to them. So, you know, it's it's cute. It's very cute. And then we have Bates is going to be leaving in the same car as the Duke. Because uh, they're taking the same yeah. train. Uh, well, and it's kind of like a diss to the Duke because it's yeah. like the Duke is, isn't even going to get his own car. Yeah, like, he's like, it's like, oh, have them both go to the train together. Fuck him. Yeah, like he doesn't even deserve his own fucking car, you know? No, um, doesn't. And, you know, that makes sense. And it was even Carson's idea. And then the, and then Lord Grantham runs after the car and is like, Bates, get out of the car. You need to drop back. <laughs> this isn't right. Yeah, it's like, this, this doesn't feel right. You just, you need to come back. Yeah, which I really, I really love. Nice, yeah. Because I, I think Bates gets another chance, needs another chance. Um, and then people so really kind of shut that. up about it in the next episode, so that's good. Yeah, but then oh, we have a little teaser into the next episode at the end of this one. Yes, we um, do. Who is Lord Emily? Grantham? Lord Grantham wrote a letter to the next heir, which is Matthew Crawley, mm-hmm. who is a ba- mm-hmm. baby face. Babyface Dan Stevens. Oh, he's so and, chubby uh, in this show. And, and I'm really excited to talk about him and his mom in the next episode because uh, it's it's a great one. It's a great episode. Yes. yes. Um, so good to see Dan Stevens. This is definitely the first time I saw him, and I have seen him a lot in the past ten years. So. Yeah, he's he's he was doing a lot. Like we saw his face so often, like on Comic Con uh, billboards and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like he was he was everywhere. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So that was episode one. Um. So what do you want to do at the end of these episodes? Should we rate it? Oh dang, are we gonna do that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I guess I guess we could we could start with with our rating and uh. And see if anything develops from there. Um, um, I'm gonna give this episode like a like a mm, like a four four gay love letters out of ten. <laughs> I'm gonna give this episode. I'm gonna go high with this one because honestly, I thought it was a pretty good episode. I'm gonna give it. Six point five spoiled potatoes out of ten. Spoiled potatoes. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, that was episode one. If uh, if you guys enjoyed this episode um of our podcast or this episode of Downton Abbey, please let us know. We would love to hear from you. You can either comment on SoundCloud or Facebook. Just search "All by the Popcorn" and like our page, or you can email us. Along with any other suggestions, or if you just want to say hi, you could email us at allbythepopcorn at gmail.com or allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. You can also rate our little show that we have here. Uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. And uh, if you need notifications on future episodes we release, you can follow our social media. We've got Twitter at ByThePopcorn and Instagram at allbythepopcornpodcast. And uh, we got merch and we got a YouTube page. So, yeah. uh, Go follow Go us. Go check those out and follow them, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.